Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia. Reunited and it feels so good. Me, B, and Landfill back at it. Jeff is not. Good morning, Brian. What up, brother? Um... Obviously, a big day yesterday in the nation's capital as it pertains to your Washington Commanders. Uh, Ron Rivera parting ways with offensive coordinator Scott Turner. Um, This happened after we were off the air yesterday, broke the news. Uh, A lot of folks had plenty to say about it. Um, Let's start with our reaction, B. uh, For me, I I don't think this comes as a surprise. Especially Um, after the answer yesterday. The answer yesterday was was wild. Um, I think, look, man, I, I think two games probably really doomed Scott. I think it was the home Giants game, Sunday night football, and then the Browns game. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm going to ask you a question about the Browns game real quick. We're going to put all that on Scott. We're going to put none in the lap of the decision maker to make Carson Wentz the quarterback and Carson Wentz. I, now, no. I, and I'm not defending Scott before anybody think that. And I felt something could should happen and probably would, especially after he wouldn't answer the question and wouldn't give him any uh, support. But Ron chose to put Carson in there. Carson played like he was a, a guy just out of a junior high school. And it goes on Scott. I had an NFL offensive coach, not with this organization, that I was texting with after that Browns game. Mm-hmm. And they said that was possibly the worst quarterback in performance of the year. Hey. Carson against the Browns. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, I don't blame that on the play calling. I, I want to do blame pies because I, I feel, I feel. You mean Scott being fired? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I, I've seen, I watched that game. I can call whatever play I want. If you throw it in the ground four yards from you, and then another ten yards, then you sell something, and you know all those different passes. That's not anybody's fault but the quarterback. Hell, who went and got the quarterback? I'm the guy. That's part of the damn reason right there. Um, <laughs> listen to Landville just yelling from the heavens. Um, with Scott, I'm not surprised. No, I'm not. Let's be. I'm not at all, man. Listen, <laughs> let's be clear. He didn't do enough to make it that so Ron couldn't, well, he get couldn't rid of him. be fired, right? But, but I, I think it, I think it was a situation where once they heard the noise, the hoorah, they felt got my scapegoat. When the fans started saying things and got loud, oh, that's the way I can do this thing. Eventually, you're going to run out of scapegoats. And then somebody's going to call you on, what have you done? And I think Ron can't say he's done enough that he couldn't get fired either. I, right. I think 
it's um offense didn't perform at a high level. And you can question kind of the continuity of some of the play calling. You can question some of the design stuff. There there are questions for the offensive play caller. Okay. But you also had eight, he called plays for eight different quarterbacks. There were nine quarterback changes in three years. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure Joe Gibbs wins in that scenario. I, I'm not sure Bill Walsh wins in that scenario. And then if you look at going into the offseason last year, one thing Ron loved talking about was why they would be attractive for a stud quarterback to come here. And he talked about the young offensive weapons. And this was before they drafted John Dotson, but he mm-hmm. talked about the offensive weapons. He talked about McLaurin, and he talked about Antonio Gibson. He then went on to draft a running back and a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And he talked about the number sixth-ranked offensive line. Yeah. In the time from when he talked about that to the offensive line that rolled out for week one, they dismantled it. Okay. They 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 let Sheriff go, and they let Flowers go. Flowers out of the league. Maybe that was the right decision. Maybe it was just too much money. Maybe he didn't get along with coaching. Who knows? Sheriff is a mauler. You want to be a two-to-one run team like they talked about yesterday? You keep that mauler with you. And maybe the reason he wanted to leave was because he felt shortchanged on the offer the year before. Mm-hmm. And then you play the franchise tag game. Franchise tag game, road to nowhere. So if anybody's thinking, ah, we can tag Deron Payne, keep in mind it's a road to nowhere. There you go. So it's just... This season, between Carson Wentz, who, I mean, Landfill, maybe you can look up the PFF numbers. Give me Carson Wentz and Heineke, where they ranked in the league. I'll give me Carson Wentz and JP. Just compared one to the other? Yeah, you probably beat him. Between- See, listen, man. Scott did not make adjustments enough for me to satisfy what I think. If he had tried some things, then he could be, good, he could be helped out. But Ron brought him in here knowing his mindset and his concepts. Then he gave him Fitzpatrick. He gave him Carson. And constantly had Taylor with him. There are no barn beaters right there. Okay? Then your offensive line, you dismounted. And then you went and got your boys that did not play fantastic. They had some games where they did okay, but they were not fantastic. So in a way... A lot of the blame falls in the lap of the person that decided to bring everything in here. And 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 the one thing that keeps going is just familiarity. Somebody I already know, I've been with them before. That right there, that's your boys. So when they don't produce, that falls in your lap. If they, I mean, you keep getting your guys, your guys, your guys, you can't walk away from that and turn your head, turn a blind eye when it doesn't work. You made those choices. And I, I applaud people that make a choice and then recognize they made a mistake and try to amend it. But I'm not sure that's what this felt like. This is not, no, the, I mean, this is, everybody is more against this person right now. Well, I'm going to go along with it because it takes pressure off of me. In my eyes, it put more pressure on you because you know what? The more you get the people around you that you brought in away, people all start focusing their attention on who's been making all the decisions. And eventually, it's going to fall back in the lap. Landfill, I, I believe you have the numbers of the quarterback play this year. Let, let's hear it because I don't think this is going to be too exciting. Uh, Carson Wentz was 30. 30- Just real quick, this is pro football reference 
of all quarterbacks? No, this is pro football focus. Pro football focus. Sorry. Thank you. Carson Wentz was 33 out of 38, and Taylor Heineke was 37 out of 38. Uh, who was 38? Zach Wilson. Wow. Who was 30? Like, give, give me some, give me, give me 30 to 38. And we'll see where these guys were. Right. You say Carson Wentz was what? 30, what, three? 33. JP, it's, 16, it's, 30, it's 32 teams. Right. Both of them are outside of the 32. <laughs> so I don't think we need to – we don't have to give no reference. They were outside of the 32. So reference for what? I mean, I don't care who's 30, 31. It's not going to change. They were 33 and 37. Okay. What is the criteria here? Is best starting quarterbacks? What What is the? I guess. I mean, it's just like a, a ranking of the quarterback performances. I mean, B, say that again because I'm not a math guy. Help me. Thirty-two help me teams in the league. This. Okay. And your top two quarterbacks were thirty-three and thirty-seven. How the hell can we justify any of this? And yes, Scott could have done better. I think he has talent to work with. But your two quarterbacks that we are we lose our minds over in this town. We got the we got the Heineke High, we got the Wits, Wits uh, group, all this stuff, and they are 33 and 37 in the NFL. First of all, whoever chose them, that's the person that should be on the hot seat. Yeah. I, I mean Level does PFF have like kind of offensive line rankings? I I, I don't I mean I don't think maybe so. you have to dig through that. Yeah, I'd um maybe we can get Baldy or or an offensive line the dude Brandon Thorne maybe I'd love to get a line expert on this week um because B we know what we see but you know sometimes you get these guys on there and it's it's even more helpful mm-hmm. um I. Uh, nobody is sitting up here making excuses right I, Turner. I think, I think Turner would tell you himself that he, there's some situations he'd like back. I, I think the second half of the Giants game, getting away from the run game, was a mistake. Um, the Browns game, it's my understanding, per talking with a lot of different people, that they kind of scrapped the game plan early on in that game. The the the, the things they installed that week specific to Cleveland's defense, mm-hmm. but I think they had to do that because the quarterback play was god awful. Dude, uh-huh. dude threw an interception on the second play of the game, couldn't hit running backs in the flat. You're like, oh, hell, you know, this game plan's not going to work. Hey, hey. Sometimes when you call a play and everything seems to be good and the quarterback throws the ball five yards short of the uh, player, can't blame that on the play caller. You can blame that on the quarterback. Can't blame it on the receiver. Blame it on the quarterback. I just, listen, man, I want some accountability to come from the top. Because what I heard yesterday well, the truth of the matter is, that's all I heard. The truth of the matter, then I got no truth. I got excuses out of that. So they should have said the excuse of the matter is, okay? I heard excuse after excuse, and I heard, well, you know, if this would have happened, that would have happened. It sounds to me as one of the people that sent me a, t- a tweet yesterday said, things have to be 100% perfect for it to work based on the situation of what we hear all the time. I watch team after team. And I watch coaching staff after coaching staff. They get dealt a bad deal, a raw deal. And they still go out and they they accomplish some things. May not be as pretty as they want, but they find a way to accomplish it. 
But I can't listen at the end of the year well, we didn't get to anything we want because, you know, we had an injury here. We had a soft tissue injury. Man, soft tissue injuries come because people are normally out of shape or not in the best of shape. And I have talked on this airwaves or these airwaves, I mean, multiple it's, it's shows. Too hot. It's too hot, dude. To hell with that. <laughs> I grew up in Louisiana, damn it, and I ran my ass off. And you know what? I've had two hamstring pulls in my damn life. So don't give me this crap about too hot. You know what it is? They don't work hard enough. You try look, I, look, the concept for this squad has been get everybody to week one healthy. Get them to week one healthy. Are they ready to play football? Are they in football shape? Are they in the or have been battle tested? Because you know what happens when you go just a little bit harder in training camp, a little bit harder in minicamp and OTAs and all that? You find out where the hell you can push your body. And then you may get to some uncomfortability at, at, at some point. But you know it ain't the end of the world. You're not going to die. You're going to fight through it. Oh, I have a little twinge. I can fight through it. But every time anybody has anything, we pull them off the field. Just like baseball does a lot and just like basketball. Okay? So what the hell are we talking about here? We, we, fail, we have failed this squad and this fan base and this whole damn community from the get-go. We've come in with a whole new mindset. We got 32 damn teams in the league. 31 throw the ball. Well, 30 throw the ball. One one does Tennessee, but they got a monster at running back. We decide we want to be like that. The other team, they go for the gusto. They get people hurt, but the second guy rolls in, and guess what? He performs as well as uh, first. But what we do, we get everybody to week one healthy. And then when people start to get a little nicked up here and there, we have our excuses. Well, we couldn't win because we lost that guy. We lost. Coach 53. Don't coach only 22. Because you don't coach uh, Tress. He coaches his damn self. Okay? <laughs> Obviously, nobody is coaching Joey because he can't hit a damn uh, a regular extra point or something like that to save his damn life. And this long snapper, pff, they practice on their own. Who going to teach out a long snapper? Ain't nobody else ever done it. So, ultimately, we are in a situation right now where, yeah, people going to be happy Scott is gone. Okay, cool. I'm kind of happy going too, but you know what? Go get somewhere else. Figure it out because you're not getting it done here. You don't make adjustments. When you don't make adjustments, that's a problem to me. But still, the person who basically said it is easel and constructed this whole thing, game plan, still in that position, still has all that power. And what makes you think something is going to change with that person still making all the decisions? This dude, Blam, on Twitter just hit me. He says, hard way to win when your entire approach relies on everything working perfectly, no injuries, and making excuses. I, I mean, it, it was tough for me yesterday when they talk about losing Brian Robinson, and, and what happened was was tragic, and, and thank goodness real tragedy was avoided. But, like, your entire offense shouldn't hinge on a third-round running back getting hurt in August. I mean, your entire offense... Listen, the year before you had a young man who rushed for over a thousand yards, right? Yeah. So when Brian was not available, and I understand, I I, I was excited about Brian being uh, in the backfield because I watched him in preseason. But the moment that things happened with him, the tragic situation happened with him, you can't tell me, you can't keep giving me the, well, Brian's not here. Uh, Antonio's there. Antonio ran a thousand yards a year before, and it is nobody's fault 
that they decided to just throw the ball to Antonio every time he touched the ball. They didn't run the ball with him like they did the years prior. You could have immediately went to that. And then when Brian came back, then you roll him back into it just like you did. But they decided not to run Antonio in those games that Brian wasn't here. That wasn't the fact that that wasn't no decision that Brian made. That was a decision that Antonio made. The coaching and coaching staff decided, the coaching staff decided that. So when I when someone can explain to me a guy rushed a thousand, I understand you had issues with him, but you don't have anything else right now. And the fact that you didn't utilize all of his talents properly while Brian Robinson was out, that's your fault. That has nothing to do with any of this crap now. That's a decision you made. Because the problem is we have position flex, but we only use people in the way we think that we're going to use them. You get what I'm saying? So why have the position flex if you're not going to use everything I can do? You know, I would would, would love for Coach Gibbs to walk up to me and say, "Uh, listen, we only are going to use you returning punts. We're not going to let you run the ball. We're not going to let you come out the backfield. We're not going to let you return kicks. We're not going to let you cover kicks. If I could do it all, damn it, let me do it all. But they decided to use Antonio more as a scat back, a, a receiver type dude, and not let him run the ball. Is that his fault? So I would, I would learn, I would want to know who came up with that idea. Was it solely Scott? I doubt it seriously. I think when you talk about this situation, it's impossible to ignore all the other factors. And and no, like Ron making this decision, there there's merit to it, but th- it does seem like you are finding a way to blame a lot of problems on one person, and all of those problems aren't entirely related to one person's decisions. Like, multiple things can be true on this, that Scott didn't perform at a high enough level. To, I agree with to, that. To, to guarantee that he had to be back. I guarantee. I agree let's with be that. real. If the defense performed this year like they did last year, people would have wanted Jack gone. Yeah. But the defense came back after a bad season and balled out. Yeah. Now, the defense has exponentially more talent than the offense does, but yeah. the offense has some they talent. They got five first rounds on that squad. The offense has really good wideouts. It's about it, right? Like we could we could talk about they got how really much, good round, but they got a top notch uh, running back too. They got two. They got two of them that are very very talented. Two two thousand yard capable running back. Yeah, one that's done it twice, and one that we think can get there. A couple things specifically I want to talk about with Scott. Um, I want to do a blame pie of what got him fired. I want to do a blame pie of the offensive troubles. The the pro football focus numbers are staggering as far as the quarterback play. I want to ask you something specifically, B, about the timing of all this. Um, Obviously, we got to talk about who's next. We'll probably be talking about that for a few weeks. And one of the biggest questions, and I see both sides to this, as they look to make a hire, Anybody that says nobody's going to want to come here, you're incorrect. There's only 32 of these jobs, and as a play caller, there's probably only 20 of these jobs. And of the 20, there's probably only five or seven of them that are open. So, hell yeah, people are going to want to come here. People want to come. But, and B. Mitch, you answer this when we come back. Is this a good job? Don't go anywhere. It's B. Mitch and Finley.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What was the drummer's name? Um, Taylor? Taylor Hawkins, maybe? Something like that? I was at one of his last shows in Vegas, which was pretty fun. Um, Blame pie for the offense, B. The offense was not good enough. Um, you can go to advanced metrics, you can go to simple metrics, whatever you want. They ranked in the bottom half, if not bottom third of the NFL. Yep. You want to just talk yards in Scott Turner's three years as play caller, they never cracked 20th in yards in the NFL. You want to go to like DVOA, any of these metrics, they're bad. So they, they were, they had reasonable success running the football, never had much success throwing the football. Um, I tend to look at the players more than, especially the quarterbacks, more than the, the the concepts and the schemes. But there, there, nobody on this program is at all denying that Scott's body of work didn't warrant the move. Yeah. That said, I still think he is at most a third responsible for the offensive problems. Yeah, I'll go with that because I know when we went out and got Carson and. Just the fact that we had Carson, and then you felt Terry was going to be back. And then we started to hear that Curtis Samuel was healthy. And you heard that Jahan Dawson was as, as better than his draft pick position. You know, people thought we had drafted him too high, but no, the guy was showing stuff, and you can start to read into it. Logan is coming back. They were telling us how good the offensive line was going to be. But then when the season started, that quarterback that was supposed to be so-called the answer was not. Okay? Logan didn't get to his his uh to, to the weight to the position or the status he was prior. The offensive line was horrific for the most part. They began to run the ball some, which I feel is the best thing to do. When your offensive line is not good, run the damn ball. Don't try to throw it. Now, Scott's problem is he insisted on throwing it, even when the offensive line wasn't good. And when he decided to throw passes, he wanted to throw the long development passes where you got a quarterback who's looking at the rush, and you had another quarterback who would scramble around some, but he didn't supposedly have the arm, and he threw some passes up, Hail Marys, and his guys came down with him. But it wasn't something you could do consistently. So when you look at I'd say a third of it goes to him, but – that you gotta the personnel has to be you gotta that, that whoever picked the personnel gets a lot of the blame too. How about this? This is from Tay Wilson on Twitter. 
He says, 25% Turner, 75% Ron. You took away the O-line and gave this man Al Bundy and Carson Wentz. Who's holding this guy accountable? <laughs> that one made me laugh, man. Um, so I'm getting tweets from people that are like, you're making too much of an issue out of the O-line. All you need is a good free agent signing and a draft pick, and you're fine. Um, we signed two I free agent signings last opti- year. Optimistic. Then we signed two free agent signings last year, and we had a, a draft pick last year too. We signed. A, we got a draft pick last year and two free agent signings this year. Did we not? Last year, I mean, you had a seventh round draft pick. No, but no, Cosme. Cosme was two years ago. Okay, I'm saying two years yeah. ago. Sure, so that was two years ago. You got Cosme. Then you signed. Yeah, two. You signed Norwell two new guards and, this year. and Trey Turner this year. So basically, what that person just stated, yeah, and you, you did that. Two free agents two years ago in, in Leno and Lucas. If you, you sign every tackle, if you sign a free released. agent that's not familiar, came from uh, the Panthers, maybe what he said it would be true. I, I just, I think the organization, and I think this predates Ron. I think this was Bruce era. The continued reliance on players that have shown you a continued inability to stay healthy has to change. And it's unfortunate that I think Chase Ruye can play. I think Tyler Larson can play. But they also, consecutive years, have shown you they get hurt. And and maybe it's fluky and it's different things, but you got to find dudes that stay on the field. And, and, and I think there wasn't a lot of actual news in that presser yesterday. But one piece I would say was that they said, yo, we got to get better at center. Like yeah. they know they have to address center. <laughs> So, so if you got to address center, then what other position you have to address, you think? They think center's the only position they need to address? I mean, I've got my guy, Tyler Wade, on Twitter, telling me a free agent signee and a draft pick can be done very easily. Chase Ruye and Tyler Larson will be healthy. Will they? Will they be? They haven't. Chase Ruye has missed two years, basically. Not to, dude, if you look... If you care about the salary cap and you're looking at this big picture, Wes Schweitzer's a free agent. Wes Schweitzer's been one of these really versatile, you know, position flex type fellas. I don't know that you're bringing him back, a guy that's had some concussion and some neck issues. Um, You've got – now, Charles Leno has been extremely dependable, and I think he's probably been their best offensive lineman. But I I still think he's probably a C-plus, B-minus type player. He has some issues this year. And I think late in the year he was probably more beat up than he let on. But I think most offensive linemen are. Most defensive linemen are. Right. Dude, Leno and Ruye are top seven cap hits next year. Both are are just north of 12 million bucks. Like, I, I don't know what will happen, but I have a t- I, if, if you're looking at this the way cutthroat NFL executives look at things, mm. I'm not sure I would – It'd be expecting folks back in those situations yeah. when you can clear a combined 15, 16 mil. Off of those guys in the offensive line. So if you think it's an easy rebuild at offensive line, all right. Now, I'm not saying it can't be done. It can be done. but It can be done, but the question I would thing. ask is, I'm willing to be led into believing with that 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 uh text with text or thread or Twitter Twitterer guy said, but give me a point of where we re- rebuild something very quickly. 
where I'm going to believe that that could happen overnight or this year? I don't know, B. No, I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I'm extending it through you to him. Whoever that person that sent it to you, please show me where we have done something that quickly. I mean, I think if you look at Is it possible? Yes. Could next year you got Cosme at right tackle, Chris Paul at your right guard spot, you keep Leno at left tackle, and then you're only addressing center and left guard? Maybe. That's I'm, still. I'm not going to hold my breath on that, but, but maybe. But in that situation, you're replacing two people. You're putting a new guy in the middle. So your, your, your interior is basically an, a non-answer at this point. We don't know what they're going to be. Cosme hasn't been con- cons- consistently healthy. So you don't know what's going to happen there. And Leno, as dependable as you think he is, he's had many issues on the football field. Guys are running past him like a turnstile now. So are we automatically sure he's going to improve? Because he's getting older. He's not getting younger. So the questions begin to pop up. Is it just get two more people and we good? No, I think when you start thinking about it, you need maybe four to five more Offensive lineman, not just to replace, but make sure that your next two to three are as good as the ones you have starting. Because that position right there, offensive line, is probably as important as your quarterback because if you don't have one, your good quarterback can't be great. And and I would say this, like, try to go get studs at these positions. Or if you're drafted 16 and quarterback's off the table, and maybe I'm an idiot. I kind of like this Anthony Richardson kid out of Florida. I've talked about him throughout the season. Like, B, I've asked you what you thought of him a lot. 6'4", 240, cannon, can move. I think there's a lot to like there. But whatever, let's let's remove that for now. Mm-hmm. The 16th overall pick, You, I, I am a believer in best player available. But that's a spot where usually you get a stud lineman. Like, like there's usually, maybe you're not getting the best left tackle on the board, but you're either getting the best interior guy or a stud tackle. I mean, that that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm trying to, like, where was Darisaw drafted? Does anybody remember the Virginia Tech kid who's playing so well for the Vikings? He was 23rd overall. So it takes your evaluators being right about stuff. Yeah. But man, you can you can absolutely get a stud tackle at 16. And then you can absolutely perhaps uh, hell. B Mitch is going to the Olympics. Congratulations. <laughs> I put D I'll look up the Brickishaw Ferguson, another offensive lineman, see where he was drafted. He and was that, the top five. That started to play. <laughs> hell. I want to say Brickishaw was two. He went to the Jets, right? Was he a UVA kid who went to the Jets? Um, so, I mean, there's so much to figure Number out four here. Four, okay. I just, I if you think Turner was the sole problem and they can run everything back and they're going to average 32 a game next year, I disagree. I agree. I, I, I think agree with that. What I've said for probably a year, it, it, I got questions with the roster construction. And and I think those questions, I think, I think Ron the evaluator, Ron the roster builder, is hamstringing Ron the coach and the coaching staff 
he's assembled. I was at a concert in Houston. George Clinton. Bushwick Bill. What year is this? Damn, Bushwick Bill. <laughs> Scarface? Well, yeah. Uh, Scarface was in there and uh was Willie D. So that was all through that was ghetto boys, right? They, like, it was like a little a little set George Clinton did, but those guys were in there. What year was this? Oh man, I was I was playing ball still then. And like I, and in I, college or pros? Pros. Okay. And I sat there and talked with Bushwick Bill. Let me tell you, bro. That man is like, man, bro. He had the deepest little voice, but was cool <laughs> as hell. He I mean, was he was saying three stuff. Foot tall? He was laughing. And I mean, I'm laughing. He's like, dude, what's so funny? I said, dude, every damn thing you say is funny to me. It's just the way he said something. You know, some, I was about to give you a little credit, but no. But yeah, Bushwick Bill, funny as hell. Bushwick Bill, R.I.P. Yeah. He passed in uh, 2019. Um. If people don't know who we're talking about, you can Google it. Ghetto Boys. Uh, My Mind's Playing Tricks on Me is one of the all-time great songs. Mm-hmm. Scarface obviously went on to be a, a huge, huge star, but Ghetto Boys started that. Dude, I got into something stupid with young people that just know nothing about anything that happened prior to 2010. And you see, I'm in something with Pete. Okay, go ahead. Well, I, <laughs> it was when we were, it was when the, the commanders were going to Houston to play the Texans earlier this year, mm-hmm. and I had a, a few songs like as as I was on the plane that made me think of Houston and there's a couple bands that are from there like Arcade Fires from Houston and obviously Scarface is like you can look it up when Butler grew up in Houston he talks about it and then he moved to Montreal I'm aware of this but obviously Scarface is the most legendary Houston rapper period and all these clowns try to talk to me about Travis Scott GTFO, man. Like, it's Scarface <laughs> by a mile. Like, that was a the G, Jay-Z. not a U. That was G, not UT. The, there was the Jay-Z song, What Face Is to Houston. Like, he built that thing. So get the hell out of here. And I don't know how we got there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, but Willie D, Willie D does all this. He to, He's like really like a motivating, motivational type dude now. Good for Willie. Talk about financial literacy and all that stuff, too. Good for him. Bruh. Um, I teased it, Brian. Is this a good job for a new offense coordinator? Landfill, very clearly. You know what? I would say if he's allowed to do his job, it's a good job. You know, because I think in some instances, it's like the people that were brought in were people brought in that are at a point to where they are listening to everything. We noticed at one point, Jack Del Rio started doing his thing and stopped allowing all that other outside interference. I think we've hired coaches and we got the ones that we like and was with us because you know what? You those are easier to control. So I think if a guy comes in, he has top-notch clout, he has to make sure in his contract, you know, I'm going to do my job. I'm not going to do your job. You know, because a lot of times people want to hire you, but then they don't want to let you do what you do. As John Thompson would always say, you know, you can't pay me enough to fail by you by doing your stuff. If I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail doing it my way. And I think that's the main thing they have to allow. You can't have too much outside interference. And, yes, head coaches can be outside interference because they want to put their thoughts into something when your job is to go over there and run it. You're a defensive mind. I'm an offensive mind. Let me do that. 
I, you know, there is this thought that if they hire somebody that's older, it's a failure, and it's just f- familiarity. Jack Del Rio was out of football and older, and they hired him, and he's been good. Now, you can have issues with kind of off-field stuff with Jack, but two out of three years, that defense has finished top five in most meaningful categories. Um, they have a lot of talent. I think he maximizes the talent. So it's not a given that if they hire somebody that's older, it's a bad hire. Not not everybody's going to look like Sean McVay or Matt LaFleur and have a nice haircut and good track. And even Jack. Jack adjusted some of his ways, too, because at one point, them players didn't see eye to eye with him. Totally. I think the Rooney rule is going to play a big role in this. I think in a positive way. They're going to have to identify some minority candidates. But that also doesn't necessarily mean young. Like, you know who was really good and for whatever reason just hasn't gotten another head coaching job? Jim Caldwell. I was just about to say it. And you know what Jim Caldwell likes to do? Run the ball. Mm-hmm. Now, I think he's getting an interview with Cleveland. Um, I, I, I Maybe not. I don't know if Cleveland would make sense. For Jim Carwell, Cleveland make a lot of sense. They got they run the ball up there, and they got running backs. I mean, he was the offensive coordinator of the Ravens when they won the Super Bowl. Like, I don't know that he's ever directly overlapped with Ron, but at the same time, I don't think it requires a direct overlap. These are guys that have been in the NFL for we 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 thirty don't, years. We don't care. We right. we, do, we need to be looking beyond being overlapped. I, there's plenty of names. We'll get into all the names. Um, I, 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 can, I imagine Barstool Nate has plenty to say. Oh, yeah. Would you imagine the same? I'm sure about that. Barstool Nate joins us next. Don't go anywhere. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 